Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. First of all, I would like to say to some of you that may have not heard the recording from yesterday with Victoria Kennedy as my guest, there is a spot towards, it's probably about three quarters of the way through the interview that I get cut off. I do come back, but for a while, I'm totally cut off and then I'm very garbled. This thing that happened to me, because I was cut off, but she was still able to have a clear recording capability. The things that I was uh, talking about at the time leads me to believe that I may have been cut off because I was not allowed, for whatever reason, to be saying some of the things that I was saying. I could be wrong, but I'm just feeling this for some reason, because if it was in any type of communications error, I would think that we would both have been cut off. But I believe that it was something that I was saying that um, I guess in a way I'm saying that maybe there's a little bit of C-E-N-S-O-R-S-H-I-P going on. Like I said, I could be wrong, but it just seemed funny to me. And that was not the first time that something like this has happened when I was talking about something that may be a little bit um, of a touchy subject. So, but I am able to come back. So it, it doesn't last that way. I'm not all garbled and we don't go off the air completely. I do come back and everything is okay. So I just wanted to let you know that. The other thing that I wanted to say is we really didn't get to speak about some of the other issues that we were going to be um, putting out there. I am in the process of getting a blog talk so that I will be able to be on longer and I will be able to take callers during my broadcast. So that is definitely in the works. I will let you know, of course, when I am going to actually be doing this because then this channel right here will no longer exist. But the blog talk will be so much better because not only will you be able to call in and have a question and answer or just whatever that you would like to say, but I will also be able to have more guests come on because the majority of people I know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes is nowhere near long enough for these people to come on and talk. So that is um, in the works, okay, for my blog talk. It's looking like it's probably going to happen before the end of the year. So I want to try to move along on this. All right, so I just wanted to let you guys know that, all right? And I would really like to talk to the listeners and be able to call in and um, that that will be fun and that will be a a lot better. Now, um, one of the things that we were not able to discuss is an email that I got from one of the listeners talking about 
Okay, we did talk a little bit about the the veil, but there is something. Oh, right here, there was a email sent to me about lower level entities come from a lower dimension, and that's put in a question mark. Different are there different levels of this dark place? Then it goes on to say about the fear opening portals, but if there is no veil, why do portals exist? So I'm I'm thinking that, first of all, this person is asking, do lower level entities come from lower dimensions? So we have a, a hierarchy as far as these um, entities go and we know that there are your lower level and then it goes on up and when you start getting to the top well then those are the ones that we all know their names and they are like um, part of the hellish type of um, their own military structure so we've got the yes the it's a I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of the words I want to say. But yes, it does come in in the levels. But are they from different levels of the dimensions? That is a very good question. I would, but but I don't know, okay? So I would think yes. Because, for example, you don't have... Um, beginners or how can I put this? Well, you guys know what I'm talking about, okay? Let's talk about like a, a, a motorcycle. Like let's talk about a, a motorcycle gang type of thing. You've got the the person who's like the the very beginner, like the rookie, whatever they call him, I don't know. So he doesn't get to wear the vest. He doesn't get to be involved in the meetings or any of the decision making but he does get to hang around with the guys he gets to go riding with them and he has to do all the dirty work he has to clean the bikes he has to do what they tell him to do and so on so those that's what a um where you would begin and then you move on up until you're like a full patch member and those are the guys who make the decisions who are in charge and so on. So it's kind of like that. There is a a uh, structure like this. But as far as the dimensions of that, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of like <laughs> on a lack of words there because that's one of the ones that I really wanted to ask her about because it just caught my eye. And I would think, yes, I would think that you're not going to have these lower level entities just um, being in the same house, for example, as the, the top, the top ones. So, but, uh, but I don't know for sure. But I do know that those lower level ones are the ones who do all the dirty work. They are the ones who, they'll start with the the noises, they'll start 
with the scaring of people, with the movement of the objects, and so on. Those are the ones who do this type of thing. And as you move up, then you get into like what Victoria was talking about, demonic possession, and so on. Because lower level entities do not possess. They may all press because when people are in certain situations like that, it is not difficult to oppress them. So they are capable of that. And do these dimensions have names? That is another one that's a very good question. So I'm going to actually find out about that so that I can come on and answer that question. Why I didn't start off with this question, I do not know. I just read from the top of my list and this was kind of like in the center. And the thing about if fear opens portals, then it's not, so it's asking a question about if there is a veil with holes punched in it, then what are portals? Are these something different? Yes. The cosmic veil is different than the portals, although they do some of the same things. They let things in and let things out. But with a portal, it may let something in and then it can close up and that whatever was let in can be stuck here, can be trapped here for a time. That's one of the reasons that I believe you have these like surges of sightings of Bigfoot, of Mothman, of black-eyed kids, and things like this. Because you'll have these things happening all of the time. It's just like all of a sudden you get all these, oh, people are seeing this and people are seeing that. And then it'll seem to go away. Well, my own belief is that some of these come through in the portals and then they can't get back because whatever area these portals have opened in to let them into our realm, now they can't find it. It's closed because there are people who will close all the portals in certain areas because they're aware of these things and so they will go around and close them. But that's not saying that anything is closed for good because then there are other things that happen that open them back up and then these things can leave. The veil, however, there is a hole in it and it's not going to go away just like a portal can. People just can't walk around and close those holes or the big hole in the veil. That will take time. Just like Victoria mentioned, and right now, and I, okay, I do understand that. The positivity, the light, and being able to, at some point in the future, mend that veil and mend that hole. But right now, at this time, I don't believe that that is going to happen 
because there is too much turmoil. There is too much negativity at this time. Unless enough people will start raising their vibration, raising their positivity, and walking in the light. Not letting fear strangle you and being able to raise your levels. That is where it will start to be able to mend. But it has to be enough people. Right now, it's like a handful. The the positivity, the light is much stronger than the darkness. So it won't take as many to mend this thing as it would or as it has to tear it open. Because light defeats darkness. All you need is one light bulb to defeat the darkness. So all we need is more of a percentage than what we've got right now to be able to shine their light to start mending this thing. And then when that starts to happen, you'll notice other things starting to happen. You'll notice that because you walk in the light and you expel darkness, other people who are not so fearful, but they're confused, will be attracted to your light. They'll be attracted to your knowledge and you in turn will be lighting a path for them to seek it on their own and to get their own understanding of what it is that they have to do. All you are doing is pointing the way and you don't even have to say anything. You don't have to have a conversation about things like what I'm talking about right now. You may say a couple of things and they will pick up on a key word that you have said. And then that's going to lead them to start looking into these things for themselves. Just like I told you about a long time ago, somebody said these words to me and it's always been with me. Those words were always with me. And the same thing, know it or not, you could have mentioned something in the past that turned up a bright light on for someone else. So that's what we have got to do. So once you light that path for someone, then they in turn light a path for someone else. And then that's how we gather a bigger percentage. And then we can start raising the vibration of the people here on in this world. And then you'll notice more things happening for the better. Because it doesn't take as many. You could, you could put yourself in a dark closet. You can't even see your hand in front of you. And you can have the smallest 
the tiniest speck of light. You can have something that's like no, no, gives off no more light than a little um, big cigarette lighter. And that tiny amount of light will defeat the darkness. That's all we need, guys. So anyways, and that's something that we want to share, okay? We got to keep our positivity up. We have to be able to be an example for others. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to uh, talk to you about is that People are continuing, and that's another thing that I wanted to ask Victoria about. People are still continuing to see these little lights that are close to the ground. And it seems to be in more areas now. People are seeing them in other parts of the county. And it seems to be spreading. And the, this is the weird thing. When people, for example, are seeing them... I'll just say if somebody sees these things in Temecula for a week, people are not reporting seeing them in the area that was first brought to my attention. So it's not like it's a spread out type of phenomenon. I've noticed this because we we are monitoring this. So these things are like traveling within the county but it's like there's only two of them so when it's seen over there it's not seen over here when it's seen here it's not seen anywhere else so that's what's been going on so it's almost like this is just a single entity we have no idea what it is even now And before I do anything, I was going to um, ask Victoria about what she thinks it could be and what is our next step. So that's another thing that I'll ask her about when I talk to her and uh, get back to you with what she says about that. All right, um, talking about some creepy stuff happening, this was... um, This was somebody that I kind of know, but I kind of don't know. She lives in an area where I have some friends who live. And I go and every so often we we go and hang out and just talk and this and that. We're outside. It's a condo community. And so we're outside like sitting down out there because they have a lot of nice shady area right by her front her front door and this stuff. So we're out there and she knows her neighbors and so on. And so we were sitting out there and this, uh, this woman who lives across from her and I'm acquainted with her because I've, I've seen her and spoke with her before, but she came over and she said, um, I want to tell you something and see if you can give me any type of, uh, whatever you think. And I said, okay. So she starts telling me that at her work, there's this um, there's this guy who works there. She said, he's a little bit younger than her. She's probably like, looks to me to be in her mid-60s. 
And she said, there's this other, one of her co-workers. He's been working there for about a year. He's younger than her. He's probably late 40s, early 50s. She said they were in the break room and they were just having a conversation. And she said his face changed. She said, we were sitting there. I was drinking my coffee. He comes in. We're just talking about just nothing really, just having polite conversation. She said his face changed right in front of me. She didn't like um, act startled or anything because she thought, wow, what is going on with me? She thought it's, it's her. Now I'm seeing things. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep. She said his jaw got longer and his eyes became black and his face looked like he was angry, very angry. And his, his face also became like this reddish color. When you're really mad, maybe your face will get red. And then it, it just went back to normal. So she just, okay, it's, it's me. So she continued and they continued their conversation. And he just, he never changed as far as what he was talking about. His face changed, but his conversation didn't. His voice didn't change, nothing else. So she said that a few days later, which is uh, more recent now, he was speaking to her and they were talking about um, some of the products that they were going to put in different areas and what have you. She works at a well-known, a really well-known place. And they're, they're actually everywhere, these places. So they started um, because they're relocating certain products and this and that. And she said he was looking at her and he told her something to the effect of, I can, or, or what you say, how did he say it? The next thing you say may cause me to do it again. And he had this smirk on his face. He said, it may cause me to shift again. And he looked at her like in this way. And then she said, I understood what he was saying to me. He did that on purpose. He knows what he did. He absolutely changed his appearance. Oh man, okay, I got goosebumps. And then he walked away. She said, he's a coworker. We've never had any words. I don't have any bad feelings towards him. So I don't know why he did that the first time and why he came and like she said, it's, it, it was like a threat. Why he threatened me this time. Well, when she's telling me this story, I'm looking at her and I was thinking to myself, I, she doesn't, she doesn't, for whatever reason, and I'm not um, saying that you have to look a certain way or behave a certain way, but something was in my mind thinking to myself, she doesn't strike me as being Catholic. And the reason I said that is because she had this pretty large silver 
crucifix necklace around her neck. I've, I got to tell you, I in my life have never seen anyone wearing a large silver crucifix like the one that she had on. And I said, where did you, um, where did you get that necklace? And then she said, oh, it was given to me. And I said, do you wear it all the time? And then she said, oh my gosh. She said, you know what? I was wearing it both times. She said, I was wearing it the first time in the break room. And then I was wearing it when he made that threat. So my, I mean, the only place that my mind went automatically and immediately was that this guy is probably or more than likely into the dark occult. And she put her hand on it and she said, what should I do? Like, do I not wear this to work? Do, what do I do? I personally can only tell her what I would do. I can't tell her what to do because it it may... I don't want to give anyone any type of advice that may be to their own detriment. I don't want to give her any type of advice to cause her to be attacked. I can only say what I would do. And in my opinion... To take it off because of this type of thing would be like giving in. Would be um, like being able to be controlled by this person. And once you know, and he may know now that she's aware of what's going on. It would be a challenge, perhaps, in his eyes. See, these things are very difficult. And for her, I mean, yeah, where do you go with this, guys? How do you, how, how do you advise someone on this? So I could tell her, well, I would just not take it off. Absolutely not wear it under my shirt, but I would definitely wear it. You don't have to um, put it out there to scream at everyone. I wear one all the time. Not a crucifix, I wear a cross all the time. And I wear it whether it's showing or whether it's under my clothes, but it's just on me all the time. Something like this is very, very difficult. And I have to lead her to someone else who can answer that and who can actually offer her some help in this matter because it, this is not for me. But I just find it like another one. And these will happen more and more. We've spoken about that. We spoke about it yesterday. These type of things. People who have never had any type of uh, activity, any type of encounter, anything, are going to find themselves having things like this happen. I'm not saying everyone, but many, many of us will be um, confronted 
by certain things like this. So he um, must have, for some reason, I'm, I'm gathering that he probably knew that she didn't wear one all the time and all of a sudden, there it is. And I also have this thing where um, I believe that God puts people in our paths for a reason and he puts things in our paths for, for a reason. And one of these things that he could have put in her path was this necklace for her to put it on. So, yeah, it has to be someone else who knows these things and who can give her advice. That person, and I have no problem with leading people somewhere else. I do not know everything, and I've got no problem with realizing my own limitations, and I will not put bad advice, faulty advice out there or something that I'm not sure of that can actually cause harm to someone else. So anyhow, um, that's just, I found that pretty creepy. And just to see something like that. And uh, this is not the first type of thing where someone has told me that um, they've seen an individual kind of like morph before their eyes. There have been others. And my, my best friend actually told me a story that when she was young, she was really young and she had this boyfriend and he wanted to take her to his house to meet his mother and so on. They were gonna have dinner and she was like, okay. So they went to his mother's house and she said, um, we were sitting there in the living room and the woman asked her, well, how did you meet my son? And then when the, when the guy's mother looked up at my friend, she said her eyes were like fire. She said her eyes were blazing fire. And then she looked away and then when she came back, her eyes were normal. So these type of things happen. It's not just, you know, when this, what happened was an isolated incident or anything like that. These things happen. It's just that they happen more frequently now. And we are on the fast track because it's going to accelerate. Coming um, full moon of October, Right before, once the moon gets past the half moon in October, when it's waxing, during the waxing phase, it's going to be very, very intense. Not to be scared, but just to be aware. It's going, you're going to even see people just... Well, they already all are bugging, but I mean, you're going to just notice it a little more because it's going to also affect our um, people and their mental state, physical state. It's going to affect um, the things that are 
people are seeing as well as hearing. And then we also have people smelling certain things when they're alone or this and that. So it's it's going to affect more than just one thing. But you are going to notice that more people are going to start acting just a little more maybe irrational, maybe a little more bizarre. But I'm pretty sure you're going to notice it. The phase right before the full moon is very, very strong. That's each month that it's just like coming on, like it's, you can almost feel it. Then once it is the full moon, it's almost like there's a pause. It's almost like everything is just on hold. And then once it starts to wane, then the intensity starts to lessen until the next time. And also the time that's called the new moon when there is no moon at all is also a time when things can be very uh, hectic as far as activity. So that's another one. And October is going to be strong, but we're going to start noticing it now. Coming up now, in September, we are going to start noticing. So, you know, it's write things down, keep like a, a little journal between now and um, November. And then we'll talk about the Yule season. We'll talk about that later. I'm going to uh, try to talk a little bit about 9-11, maybe tomorrow. And there's a lot of uh, theory that surrounds what happened then. So I'll try to talk a little bit about that. We have done that in the past. On uh, We used to have a different show. And we did a lot of um, research on 9-11. And we talked a lot of it about that. I don't know if you could still find it. I should look for it and see. But anyhow, um, that's all I've got for now. Thank you so much for joining. And remember, that old garbly stuff doesn't last for the rest of the show from yesterday. So you take a listen to it. Just um, stay with it. It'll come back, okay? So thanks a lot, everyone. Have a great day. I'm going to try to be back tomorrow with some more stuff. Ciao.